You're not a journalist. You're a teleprompter reading propagandist. Get that through your head. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to Planet Rage, episode number 78. Yes. Yo, 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 yo. Back before vinyl was vinyl, back when it was wax, it was a 78. There you go. Yeah. People are like, what's vinyl? Uh, some of the 78s, you, they still had some pretty decent sound quality to them. When I was a kid, I lived in this uh, house in Queens that had a community driveway behind um, that serviced all the garages, right? And this thing ran for over a quarter mile. It was long. <laughs> and so that's where we used to play because there was less traffic there than in the street, other than when people were driving home, put their cars in their garages. And one day, some guy, some ancient guy, threw out his entire collection of 78 records. I'm talking Caruso and whatever the hell. And you jumped <laughs> on it. Well, it was like, no, I was probably 10 or 11. as were the other kids I ran with. And it was, I'm talking, it was like two refrigerator boxes full. Damn. insane. Thousands. Thousands. And as you may imagine, 78s make a hell of a frisbee. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're they fly really well, and frisbees though are a usually made out of a soft, somewhat forgiving plastic. Not all, yes. maybe. Yes, seventy eight. No, they'll cut you. <laughs> not, not only do they cut, they when you when you fling them into something, they tend to explode on contact. It's like a flying saucer grenade. That's true too. And in a matter of hours, we had that entire thing basically paved with shattered. <laughs> shellac records and i lived there for i don't know 20 years or so long long damn time and there were still pieces of (laughs) 78s in that pavement when i left i believe it (laughs) i will and that is one of the big differences between the vinyl and the old shellac is that vinyl will not explode upon being thrown where the old ones do now so you're a record freak you're you know you're a vinyl so did we destroy a million dollar collection or is that just wasn't worth the shellac it was uh, grooved on? As with anything else, it all depends on what titles they were. Hmm. You could have. I mean, now it all and the other interesting thing being these things go in waves, meaning if you would have jumped onto the vinyl bandwagon 15 20 years ago, whatever. Let's see. Whenever the vinyl, when the CDs popped out in like the mid eighties, if you would have jumped on the vinyl, like in the mid nineties. So, I mean, maybe 15, 18 years ago, you could have bought stuff for nothing that once again is going for big bucks. 
okay. with the vinyl resurgence. The 78s are a little bit of a different thing, meaning uh, it, yeah. it, it all depends on the content and what the music is on the 78s. There are less collectors of that because there's less people that were around. I would think everyone's dead that would be into a 78. Right? I mean, there will be a few people that would still collect those, but not as much. They're looking for yeah. mainly the classic rock stuff and the blues stuff. And sure. Although, I mean, if you could grab some of those early 78 Sinatra stuff, well, then that might be worth something. It all depends if they made a lot of them, too. Yeah. They're usually worth a whole lot less, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Some of the most expensive selling vinyl albums are like obscure blues titles that they pressed a hundred of them back in the day. And that's it. Yeah. Because it's all about supply and demand. Gotcha. But I mean, you had a lot of fun with the records. That's all that kind of made. Oh, did we? Oh my God. It was great. So happy May. Well, yeah. Did, May they, say, uh, did they say rabbit rabbit in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. My wife started that years ago with her friends from work. And I'm like, what the hell are you, what? I don't, yeah. I don't get it. You got to be the first. Yeah. I'm like, so whoever is up to 1201 the night before always wins. That's the right. So if you're a late, uh, if you're an early riser and early going to bed, you're never going to win. So, yeah, I never heard of that until I moved to LA. It was not an East coast thing at all. So. It is a weird thing. It is weird. I don't know. Still don't know what the hell it means. I guess it means you have to be quick, like a rabbit. I, I never really understood. <laughs> it's like, do you win something? What's the point yeah, of this? What? I mean, I guess it's fun to keep in touch with people maybe that you wouldn't otherwise. I don't know if that sparks other conversations or not, hmm. but it is right. It's May 1st, which means we're just days away from Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hmm. It means there's a bunch of new Star Wars Lego sets that just came out. The wife is really excited about those. I'm less so hmm. about that. Because, you know, May the 4th, so that's the oh, other, yeah. got to have May the 4th, got to be a Star Wars day. But it also means the White Sox have uh, really destroyed themselves the first month of the season, which I find ironic and funny and all that, because I haven't watched any. But I almost pulled a guy, one of the top rants going on YouTube is a White Sox fan just complaining about the team in a way that I was quite proud of. Oh. But it was like a seven or eight minute rant. And I'm like, that'll take a long time. And we've got a lot with Joey and all this other stuff. You know, a little sample of it. It was, um, he was your typical Chicago fan. And the beauty of the whole thing for me was mainly the video aspect of this. And it was a call-in show on the local radio, but they put these clips out onto YouTube and the, it's a side-by-side screen because there's two hosts to the show. So you see each of the guys that host the show. Right. They basically, and you know, you've done some talk radio. Usually there's prompting and stuff that has to be done when somebody calls in. You kind of have to hold their hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. This guy started up, and I don't know if either of the hosts said anything for seven minutes. They just sat wow. back and let him. He was ramped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let him go. And rightfully so, because the White Sox suck this year. I did enjoy uh, AJ Przinski. Back when I was watching baseball, AJ was always one of my favorite guys. You know, one, because he was my mom's favorite catcher, of course, because Polish. So she liked the Polish guy. And he's the guy that, you know, when they were playing the Cubs, he got himself punched in the face and got everybody all uh, riled up. Oh, Oh, really? Even with that uh, that cage on his head that catchers wear? No, it was after it was uh, 
I think he was uh, running at this point and ran into the Cubs catcher and the catcher ended up punching him in the face. Oh boy. Because that's what you do in baseball. At least the white yeah. Sox and Cubs rivalry. <laughs> and AJ was like the ultimate smart ass. You know, mm-hmm. he was the guy. He was also the very smart when it came to knowing the rules of the game. He was the one in the playoffs in 2005 that the white Sox only lost one game in, which is a hell of a postseason record. Yeah, that for the one drop third strike kind of thing, he just ran to first base. He was the batter, of course. He just ran to first base and throughout all the confusion, they ended up letting him stay there. They're like, oh, yeah, it was a drop third strike. So he's he's got a bit of a reputation and he's now doing some broadcasting for ESPN or one of those, but also a much more free flowing show on youtube i don't know if it's anywhere else or it's mainly just youtube but he had on lance lynn one of the starting pitchers probably the main starting pitcher from the chicago white Sox. and aj's like yeah you know lance before we really get into everything else uh, for all white Sox fans everywhere i just have to ask what the fuck and that's how the interview started (laughs) i like that it's good i'm like this is it this is what we need more of in the media overall hell yeah can you imagine Somebody standing up to ask uh, Joe Biden a question. Uh, Mr. President, well, we, I just have one question for you. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, I've been lobbying for that for since the beginning of this show. Let's drop the civility. When people lie in your face. They don't deserve it. No respect. You don't lie in my face. Sorry. I agree. All right. Chicago, though, uh, this past weekend, 31 Uh-oh. shot, five killed. Whoa. How many? 31 shot, five killed. Mm. And the weather was still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It'll be warming up soon. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Lori Lightfoot, unfortunately, no clips because this was in letter form, is again begging the governor of Texas to stop sending migrants to this fine sanctuary city. <laughs> is she really? Well, is that right? And I would say, Mayor Lightfoot, while you're still in the office, which is not for long. Yeah. But maybe you should start the ball rolling on making Chicago not a sanctuary city. Well, wouldn't that be his response? Hasn't he said, well, you know, you said it's a, when you when you declare it that it's no longer a sanctuary city, I'll stop sending him there. Right. That's right. what so I would think back in her lap. That would be the logic. And this whole thing, bitching and moaning, the number that's being given at this point, And this started in August of last year. So August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. That is uh, nine months. Eight thousand migrants. Chicago can't handle like a thousand people a month. I mean, yeah, really? Are you serious uh, about the that? City of broad shoulders. It's a matter with you. Yeah, I don't get it. Hmm. I mean, it's not like they've had a million people show up. That I would understand could be a a bit of a catastrophe. But you're like, really, less than a thousand a month. That doesn't seem unreasonable for a city that, again, has the big dick swinging contest and goes out there like we're a sanctuary city. Well, then back it up. Really? That would just make sense to me. But no, as you say, there is no logic. No, don't look for sense. Which is why cities like Chicago come out and go, oh, we're a sanctuary city. And then wait, don't send us people. Mm-hmm. But it's like Mayor Lightfoot, as a Democrat, it is the policy of your party 
to have a free and open border, which is causing all sorts of problems down in a more conservative state of Texas. They're just wanting to share the wealth. Equity. Come on. You love equity. Incredible. And when does, uh, when does Lori uh, pull up stakes and leave? What's her? I think it's within just a couple of weeks now. I think it may be in June. Yeah. So, uh, and then Katie bar the door. Cause it sounds like this new chooch is worse than she is. Yeah. Doesn't it? At least she wasn't a self-proclaimed socialist. Yeah. This wow. guy is and wants this to put more is. money towards violence wow. and crime prevention. Like that's going to change the minds of the gang members in Chicago. Yeah. You know, they should just like tax the shit out of everyone and raise it, raise the tax base in Chicago another 10%. And then saturate the entire city with bold billboards that say, please be nice. And that fix everything. Uh-huh. Just be nice, nicer be nice. to your fellow man. Please be nice. That'll do it. It will? Do you think that would oh, work? Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. That's <laughs> all we need. A return to <laughs> civility. Let's just ask. Yeah. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, don't you? God. Well, that was like one of the first things they're going after. And I don't think this program has ever been all that successful, but Chicago, as well as I believe other large cities have contracts with this company. And maybe there's various companies that do this. The one in Chicago was called shot spotter or something. And they just changed their name to something a little less obvious. But was that the thing that was going to find the gunfire by sound waves or something? What was that? Exactly. They have yeah. microphones up all oh, over good. the city. <laughs> and when a gun gets fired or when something that sounds like a gun being fired, then the audio goes to some call center and then their AI or a real person decides whether or not they think it sounds like a real gun or whether it's maybe a car backfiring or whatever fireworks going off. Yeah. And then they send the police to that general vicinity mm-hmm. and that has not been a successful program, which I didn't really think it was going to be. I would think it'd be an absolute boon to a diversionary tactics. You want to knock over a bank or a liquor store or invade somebody's home, send a guy, you know, half a mile away with a pack of firecrackers or a starter's pistol, bang, right. bang, bang. You know, all the cops rush to that location. You can do what the fuck you want. That would work. And it's right. like, you don't see the person. So you don't have any evidence from this. So you're sending the cops. Mm. As I think we've mentioned this slogan a few times on this show, when you need help fast, cops are just minutes away or, you know, when you need help. When when seconds count, cops are only minutes away. And this, this is the epitome of that because when a gun gets fired somewhere, the fact that this is going to a call center, even if it's nearly instantaneous, by the time the cops get the call and they get there, it's not like people that kill each other with guns stay exactly where this happened and wait for the police to show up yeah and there's millions of dollars going to this company so i if you're not getting results ding 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 you just you just said the the magic word because i guarantee you some fuck got sick rich off this bullshit and there's probably a nice kickback oh yeah some politico's pockets about this bullshit idea it's completely idiotic but that's how these things work they did that in l.a maybe even the whole state, but some years ago with uh, uh, intersection cameras, you know, all of a sudden, just boop, overnight, every fucking intersection, every traffic light had a, a flash gun and a camera next to it. And that went on for years. 
And yes. then what it actually did when they did the research, they found that it it actually increased crashes and fatalities because people would see that and then gun it. So right. Be sure not to get not to get themselves on camera. And then they were T-boning people. It was a complete it was a total fucking shit show. Totally arranged by asshole politicians. Yeah. So in this case, um, with the concept, get rid of that program. And if you want to put some of that money towards whatever your hippy dippy do programs are that you think is going to make violence better, feel free. It's no, probably do a better give it use. back to the taxpayers. Well, Fuck they're that. never going to do that. They're never going to do that, are they? <laughs> no, no, they aren't. They are never going to do that. Um, another thing that there were no really audio clips on that I wanted to ask you about, because this I, I read this story hmm. and I was like, well, this seems bullshit because I didn't get any emails like this at first. And I asked my wife and she didn't. There seems to be a mass amount of companies. A few of them have rolled in here now that if you're on their email list, which I have a couple of email throwaway email addresses that anytime I buy something, that's where they go. So it's not like right. I sign up for this stuff and want it. But I check those email right. addresses and uh, there have been a bunch of companies. And this is what the story was about that are sending out. If you're on their email subscription list and they're going to have a Mother's Day promotion, they're saying, hey, if you want to opt out of all the Mother's Day emails, here's a way to do that. Because we understand that Mother's Day can be a triggering time, a hard time, whatever word they're using. And I'm like, this is new. And, and this isn't is just new. new from like one company. This is a rash of companies that are all doing this. Mm. And I don't really understand it because if you were going to go down the route of, hey, if your mother just passed away or we, if you don't have a mom, we understand. But wouldn't you be then uh, double teaming this with, well, Father's Day as well, then just opt out of both of these? Because haven't you learned, big boy? Uh-huh. And don't matter. Men don't matter. <laughs> Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Yeah. <laughs> it is all over. Alvaro saying he's seeing it all over as well. He's in the troll room over at trollroom.io when we do these shows live on Mondays at 1 p.m. Central. Yes. It just seems like a very weird thing. And I can't really figure out if this is more of something to do with the radical trans movement, if well, this is something is. to of do with birthing parents. Of course, it's an attempt to further obliterate um, traditional roles, mom, dad, son, daughter, whatever. You know, they just want it all wiped. Just, you know, it's all it's more fuckery. It's, it's guaranteed. It's Marxist fuckery. That's Everybody's fluid. Everybody's fluid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess in Chicago, if you have a large enough caliber, everybody is fluid at the end of the day. That's true. But, you know, I would say to these people, you know, just fuck, you know, the best guy. And I use the sounder occasionally in my shows and I love it. It's Milo saying, fuck your feelings. Yes. And I'll, you know, shout that from uh, the, the highest mountain. Fuck your feelings. People die. Everybody does. It's the one. It's one of two uh, universally shared experiences, isn't it? Being born and dying. You know, I've lost both both my parents and so a lot of people. Um, and so what? So because just because some your 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 beloved just died, so nobody should use the term of whatever it is, brother, sister, mother, father. Fuck your feelings. Grow up. People are gonna die. Deal with it. Right. And it's not like you can avoid Mother's Day, but yeah. you know, on, on the internet as a whole, when you're out in wherever stores. I know the um uh, my buddy that owns the breakfast place, you know, they have 
things up for Mother's Day, what you know, the brunch and everything coming. So there's mm-hmm. advertising. You can't avoid it. No. And there's a lot of things you can't avoid, but you're right. Fuck your feelings. And the bottom line becomes when you start trying to legislate things or working upon trying to avoid whatever it is for somebody's feelings, you realize you can now say nothing, do nothing because somebody is going to have hurt feelings no matter what, no matter what. And you just can't avoid that. I mean, there's, there's probably a guy in Belfast named Darren O'Neill with hurt feelings today. There's no probably about that. Are you kidding? (laughs) There's probably a dozen guys in Belfast with your name. Well, I want to know if I was the asshole on this one because I have a Gmail address, which is just my name. (laughs) I like where this is going. Uh Keep going, buddy. (laughs) And I often get, and I've tracked down to Belfast. I've tracked down to Canada. There's a few people that put my email address in as theirs. Right. Most of the time, there's really not much that you can do about it. But today I got an email from some online company. Hey, thanks for your order. You know, look at your order here. And I'm like, well, I didn't, didn't order that. So I click and I go in and there's an order for like some tools or something. It's being shipped to a Darren O'Neill in Belfast. So, of course, the first thing I do is go to change password on account. And I changed that. And then I went in and like, oh, well, let's see here. And they have one click buying on so i'm like oh give me four of these shirts boom okay it's charged to your mastercard give me four of these and it was like something it was like a very weird alibaba kind of site and there was like four men's colorful g-strings or something and i'm just like (laughs) give me those and it's like okay now all of a sudden i start getting a rash of emails to you know to my gmail account like you are trying to, you know, here's your code because you're trying to change your password at the site. And I'm just laughing because obviously this dude is realizing now that there are more things getting charged to his credit card and there's not a damn thing he can do about it because he can't access the account. So one doom on the company for letting anybody do business with them before verifying that the email they address gave wow. was legit. Two, I don't know if there's any way he could even stop these orders because they're not going to believe he is who he says he is. I mean, you could try calling, but they're going to be like, well, you know, how do we know you're you? I mean, I guess maybe that would work if you just give them your credit card number, if there's even some place to call. I mean, some of these companies, there's no way to even call them. I was waiting for, I was kind of hoping for the email from this dumbass realizing what he had done because i like how do you miss giving your email address you know what your email address is how do you screw that up how do you then not realize i was waiting for the email from him like oh dude i'm sorry i, I put your email address instead of mine uh can, can you help me out here well, yeah but what if he just gave you know like a fake email email address just yeah here's my email i'm I guess I'm not following you precisely, but oh, so he gave the so what you're saying is this guy was a previous customer with an Alibaba or whatever, and he gave the incorrect email address to them. Well, he gave my email address to them okay. as his. I got you. All right, all right. Now okay. I'm guessing he wanted to give them a legitimate email. I could be wrong, right? 
Right. But if he didn't, well, that's even funnier. But it's like the fact that they let you up, like it was on a MasterCard. So sorry, Darren O'Neill and Belfast. If you get extra stuff that you didn't order, maybe you should be more careful about the email address you use. And this has happened with a cell phone company. And it was, I'm guessing, the same guy. The cell he's phone. He's, he's probably drunk. Probably. You know, the Irish and all. Those Irish, you and me. We're drunk the, all the time. The cell phone company at least was smart enough to have some kind of two-factor authentication that wasn't just the email. So I'm like, fuck yeah. you. So those I usually just email and say, take my email off. This ain't me. This, though, that gave me the opportunity. And I'm like, well, okay, one, I'm going in through a VPN, but it's a United States VPN. So I didn't even try to be like, because I've done that in the past, too. I'll go in through a VPN in the UK. So it looks like I'm in the UK. In this case, no. And I'm like, well, if I committed any uh, crime, it would just be in Northern Ireland. So they're going to have to come get me anyway. Yeah. And it said it was my account. So, I mean, I don't know. That seems like a fuck up on somebody else's point. And it does. But then you said it was like, what was it like uh, gold LeMay G strings or something? Yes. Maybe he was like in a, like in a, <laughs> you know, in a sexual fury and uh, was, you know, so excited he fucked up and you know, did that. It's possible. There's some weird stuff on this site. But it just is a, uh, it's a warning for everybody that make sure you put your correct email address in when you're dealing with sites that your credit card goes into. Hell yeah. And that, I mean, somebody did that with a Microsoft account too, one of the Xbox gaming accounts or one of those. And I just went in and changed the password. And that's like, there's not a fuck all thing they could do. They paid for whatever it was. Their subscription, once the password's changed, you can't access it. So I'm a little vindictive when people use my email address as their own. <laughs> because there's been a lot of them. And nobody ever once has then emailed like, dude, I screwed up. Sorry, I'm Darren O'Neill with one L or whatever it was. Nobody's ever been yeah. like, sorry, yeah. didn't mean to do that. But there was a guy that was looking for them. This may have been the one in Canada that went to one of these uh, truck sites that they use for trying to find work. So it's basically sending your resume to like 20, 50 companies, whatever it is at once. So there was a couple of days I got so many emails from trucking companies like, oh, we'd like to talk to you about this job, blah, blah, blah. Every one of them I responded with, I wouldn't hire this fucking guy. He doesn't know what his email address is. I mean, somebody so has to find, learn. We just find out that uh, Darren's got a nasty side. Huh? Exactly. Wow. Just like somebody's wow. got to learn. You don't make that mistake because once you start like an email bomb on people, now people are like, well, we're going to go send him a bunch of emails. Yeah. I'm not like John C. Dvorak. I do get spam. Yeah. And, uh, it will Dvorak get spam because he always said he didn't get spam. That was one of the long running jokes. He he hasn't used it in a while. A lot of people used to think it was because he just would never look at any email. So of course he doesn't see the spam. He's not even looking at the email inbox. Sounds like me. Yeah. I try try to avoid that shit as much as possible. It is a better way to go. You have less crap to worry about. Yeah. And then everybody's happier. Yes. Because email has gotten bad. I mean, it's maybe now that social media has taken over, it's not as junk filled as it once was. But it's still not really worthy of your time most of the time. That's not how people that are having big intimate conversations are usually doing it these days. Right. It is mainly about people trying to sell you stuff. 
Yes. Or getting your receipts. I and, read my email from this show, that Larry, that Larry show at gmail.com. And, and of course, I don't read the plan of rage because you keep that to yourself. But um, <laughs> we hardly get, I think we've only got like five emails at that's uh, it. Oh, so, yeah. Planet when rage. comes into the show, you know, that's personal. But my other stuff, like for the, for, uh, you know, credit card companies and shit, I don't, I don't want to, I don't even know, I don't even know they exist, you know. I don't read that shit for. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Now, do we want to start out strong and go right into uh, the Keith Olbermann hate, or do we want to start with Uncle Joey? Um, gee, I don't know. Since you know what those are, I'll, you should pick them. Well, I'm, the Olbermann one was pretty good because it also, it's a twofer where somebody takes on Olbermann as well, which I always like when somebody else does the job for us. It seems like yeah, less work oh, for like, us. It sounds good. Yeah, yeah. But this is the latest Keith Olbermann. This is all, you know, these are the easiest things to bring to the show, which is his little just short of a minute commercial, if you will, to get people excited for his daily podcast. And he never sounds like he's in a good mood. No. Senator Diane. Sorry about that. Senator Diane Feinstein must resign. And if she will not resign, she must be expelled. We must have her decisive vote for subpoenas on the Senate Judiciary Committee because there are now six different Supreme Court scandals exploding simultaneously, and we must have Senate hearings. The wife of the chief... How many times has that dumb fuck said must already? We must. Six seconds into this thing. Must, 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 must. Well, that's what he does, too. We must stop Fox News. We must do this. We must do that. Yeah. Steve, he must fuck himself. That's what I decree. He thinks he actually has people listening that are going to go, hey, let's take up arms because this guy said so. Because he said we must. We must. And really, has anybody heard anything about Supreme Court things going on that are real? I mean, there have been a couple legit right now. So to say there are six big Supreme Court catastrophes going on at once. Yeah. Not really true. The only the only must about the Supreme Court is to get the latest edition to uh, uh, define what a woman is for us. That's the only thing that's kind of pending, I think. I do love when they bring somebody in before the House. It, you, this is usually where it goes on. I mean, I'm sure the Senate has maybe done this as well. But for an investigative thing, like, can you define what a woman is? And they refuse to. Yeah. Like, you know how far down the rabbit hole you're going. Well, you know who you're talking to then. You're talking if, if somebody refuses to do that, you know she's just she's just basically identified herself as a Marxist. Yeah, this is very true. Right. We must know who they are. Yeah. Senate hearings. The wife of the chief justice has accepted, according to a whistleblower. And can I also say, and I clean this up a little bit. This is the audio quality on everything he puts out, and it sucks. Yeah. I well, don't quite like get he's a it. Professional broadcaster or anything. I mean, come on. I know. Like, dude, <laughs> he's, get. He's, he's always been an amateur playing in a professional space. Now he's an amateur in an amateur space, and he's just he's showing what he's really all about, isn't he? Yes. So, yeah. More than $10 million from big law firms seeking to have cases heard by the Supreme Court run by her own husband. She could just be a headhunter getting commissioned for finding them new lawyers 
But bluntly, what Jane Roberts is doing looks like a cross between influence peddling and protection money. Plus, there is new evidence today of Brett Kavanaugh allegedly waving his penis all around Yale. We need Feinstein now, or dump her. Wow. There's no honor amongst the Democrats. All around Yale. Yeah. So we're going oh. back to his college years again. Oh, okay. Back there. We're in a time machine with Keith. Uh-huh. Okay. Because Terminate that's what's important. What somebody did in college, which yes. for Kavanaugh has got to be what now? 30 plus years. Sure. That's what's important. Matters. Yeah. And this evidence is evidence that didn't come out during the witch hunt that they had when he was confirmed into the Supreme Court. And we also know because we're on this show and people listen to random thoughts when I told them about deep fakes like three years ago. Yes, you did. You will not be able to believe. And this is I there was a quote. I was going to pull it from one of these A.I. guys that just left Google or something. And this is like my biggest fear is that people will not know what's real or what's not on the internet because of AI. And I'm like, we're there, dude. No, but there's a way to verify what Keith's saying. Of course, Darren. And that's just, just bring, bring back uh, Christine Blase Ford. And if she says it's true, it must be. Yes. It must absolutely yeah. be true. Cause you must believe the woman always. And well, unless it's the uh, one that said Joe Biden did things. Don't believe that woman. No, yeah. He's a liar. Or the yeah. ones that say uh, Bill Clinton did anything. Don't believe those ones either. No, they're liars too. So conservative women are not to be trusted. Anybody that says anything anti-Democrat is not to be trusted. But anybody that says anything anti-conservative, then you know they're telling the truth. Got it. That's that's a very simple uh, yes. way to go about it. And uh, Tara Reid. Exactly. See, this is why we got to the troll room. Net net. He knows. Thank he knows his man. stuff. He does. But. Going back again to the Yale thing, it's like, really, Keith, this is what you're going after somebody for, because that's that's what's important in the world. Yes. And note, note how Keith the Queef um, phrases that. He, he said that as if it was present tense, didn't he? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because there's further proof. Uh, but mm-hmm. what is the proof? And is it legit? But yeah. I think. Megan Kelly understands exactly where Keith Olbermann is coming from. Oh, oh, good, 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 good. Because you know what? That chick's got claws. <laughs> you know, she does fit into the uh, pointy chick category. Eh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, she's, you know, she's not too hard to look at. No, but then you get the wit and then you get the yeah. viciousness. Yeah. Which uh, I don't know. Keith Oberman's going to be the brunt of it here, I think. Good. Even uh, Keith Oberman was saying similar things, uh, comparing Tucker to a Nazi. He also, for good measure, decided to tweet about me because I said Tucker's going to be better off without Fox and said something to the effect of, you got fired from Fox and NBC. What would you know about it? So first of all, you misstate the circumstances of my departure from NBC, sir. That's all I'm allowed to say about it. Uh, And as for Fox, there were widely reported facts that I was offered $100 million to stay there. uh, But the record's very clear that I left voluntarily because I wanted to raise my family, something you don't know anything about because no one would marry you and you have no children. You have I mean, right there, that is Whoa. no one. There's the, there's your clip. No one would marry you. Uh-huh. Boom. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Like, oh, yeah. that is that is vicious. And uh, that is vicious. So very, very true. Yeah. I wanted to raise my family, something you don't know anything about because no one would marry you and you have no children. You have a cold, lonely life in which you become a bitter, bitter man, something I wouldn't know anything about because my life is joyful and I've managed to raise my own children. And someday I hope you have that pleasure, but I don't have high hopes it's going to happen. Nice. I mean, that is a way to just like destroy somebody with a smile on your face. Yeah. yeah. But this yep. is the problem when you have the two sides that have divvied up and well, you can't agree with anything. The other side says, and this is all a war Yeah, and it can't be healthy. It's the shawl collar sweater that Keith seems, it seems to be his uniform that says everything that corroborates everything that Megan just said. That means he's a uh, confirmed bachelor fucked up and basically untouchable. And he never really seems not pissed off. And it's like, if he's always pissed off, that's not healthy that is so not healthy and i don't think it's a bit i mean maybe the case could be made but i don't think it's a bit that he's doing just for the videos or for a show keith's resting bitch face is just crying (laughs) crying for a seltzer bottle and a cream pie yes boom that's what he needs the soupy sales pie in the face and then hose it off with a seltzer bottle that's what he needs he is one of the true believers that thinks exactly what he is saying is 100% gospel. And if you dare disagree, then you're going to, uh, you're going to have to pay the price. And I think it's yeah. interesting because I agree with him to a certain point that Diane Feinstein at her age and her inability to do her job should get the hell out of the job. Yeah, but see, he'll say that about Diane because she isn't performing uh, up to what he wants to have happen. He's right. not going to say this, uh, say that about Joey, who's just as fucked up. Right. Willie. Oh, I agree. No, no. So, it's, so it's bullshit. It's, it's only it's, because anything else. It's a lie. Yes. It's only because it's his somebody that doesn't agree with them. Right. If it was, it would be. No, they're fine. I mean, I, has he come yeah. out saying Fetterman should be the fuck out yet? I mean, right. You know, in point of fact, since Keith likes to get in that way back machine, uh, as, as with Kavanaugh, let's turn back the clock on Feinstein to when um, her big mouth resulted in a couple more deaths from the Night Stalker in Los Angeles because she was such a fucking idiot. And why wasn't her political career ended then, which was probably 40 years ago? That, directly her, her, her fault. Directly her fault. So let me riddle you this, Larry. All right. If we removed all fucking idiots from public <laughs> office, who would be left to serve? No one. And then we'd be in, we'd be in paradise. Yes. yes, we would. We would. It's like that no. would be a lot. Just we don't need this many people no. steering the ship. All we I need. Mean, look at Musk and Twitter. We did see him on um, on uh, with with one of Tucker's last shows. And I thought, holy shit, he, he cut 80% of the staff of that company, 80%. And it's functioning better than it ever did. Could you imagine if that same, uh, uh, had, that same number was applied to the federal government? This country would be paradise. Well, it's because both are trying to do the same thing. And that's the sad part. And the, because they're trying yeah. to keep people from speaking freely. Yes. And they're trying to police speech. That is where you need all of the bodies to do that at least until AI can do that for us. But, you know, as of right now, that was a majority of Twitter. And that's because when you're not 
overall free speech. And I know there are examples and people will cry, but I think Twitter is way more free speech today than before Elon took it over. It's not perfect, but it has improved. Yes. And there are laws all over the world, as we've talked about, that make this nearly impossible for companies like that to even do business because I think it was Germany that was going after Twitter because they're not censoring enough hate speech. Sure. By the way, I did something I've never done before. I tweeted something right at Elon a couple of days ago. Nice. And I, I, I had to, because I saw his profile and it says Elon Musk, he's going to get his blue check and like, you know, nine zillion followers. And then in the profile bio part, there was just one word, nothing. And I thought, I like that. I like that because, and I said, hey, kudos, bravo, Elon, whatever, for the most honest uh, and best profile in all of Twitter. And then the more, the more verbiage in this space, the bigger the jerk. And that's so fucking true. You see these assholes, father, brother, sister, mother, executive, author, pogo stick jumper, you know, fucking, you know, hockey player. Fuck off. We don't care. We don't care. Your, your Twitter resume means nothing. Nothing. No matter who you are, it means nothing. Okay, I'm editing my Twitter profile right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You have shows to peddle, and so do I. Right. Okay. That's a little bit different thing. Yours is really a commercial enterprise. But these fucking assholes with, they give an entire, you know, entire CV, you know, from birth. Um, and it's all, it's all to puff themselves up. Look how great and accomplished I am. And if you really peel away the layers, they're accomplished at nothing ever. And here's this guy. He's the richest guy in the world. He's, he, he's absolutely, he absolutely is a world beater. I mean, who the fuck else is throwing up rockets other than Bezos, which aren't as good as his, the car thing, the whole thing. The guy is absolutely, he's a, he's a force of nature. And he says, he describes himself as nothing. Well, the, hooray on him. The Twitter bio is just the Twitter version of your pet peeve of as a podcaster, let me say exactly as a, yep. As a dot, 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 whatever it is, whatever it is. Rather than saying that in every tweet, you just put it there. Then everybody knows that you're an expert at something because of some reason. And that's how it all just kind of works out. But Elon, uh, I think he's doing an interesting job. At the very least, he's making people have conversations. And at least there are some people that seem to agree that it's important that people are allowed to have conversations, even if they're on radically different sides of the aisle and people learn a lot more that way, rather than trying to silence one side. Although with all these new, now that Jack Dorsey's starting something else, there's the other open source. He was dissing dissing Musk as well too. Jack was kind of bitching about, uh, I saw a story about that. He seems like he's a little sad that he let go of Twitter. That was kind of, uh, yeah, I don't think he had any choice, but uh, yeah, yeah. He's trying to recreate Twitter with his new blue right. sky because all these social medias, they're pretty much the same. There's nothing that you go, wow, this is yep. totally different than true. This is a bunch of people just spewing the same short messages, which do not really bring people into good conversations. I know there are some people that have been you know, great journalists like Matt Taibbi and that, that have posted things to Twitter through using, you know, 15 messages right after each other. And that's all fine. 
Yeah. But Twitter is not some place to go to have a debate. This is sniping back and forth. That's all it will ever be. Correct. I totally agree with you. Yes. Nobody's reading your thought. You know, they're just throwing their stuff out there and it's irrelevant. The more people would learn that, the better off they would be because then they wouldn't have to be angry all the time. Yes. Now, uh, speaking of angry all the time, I see we got a couple uh, from Scott Lebido here. <laughs> we do. And uh, we also have uh, the RFK thing. The RFK thing is going to be interesting to watch as the Democrats as a whole are. Yes. When who's going to go up against Joey? But where do you want to start with these? Hmm. Why don't we start with. Uh, let's let's ease into this and do, uh, you know, let's get to this one. I actually pulled this clip for you. Uh Oh. Yes, because for, you know, since I've known you, you've been railing about kids and their cell phones. And it turns out our friend Scott is on your team. Oh, well, it see, is. we got to get we got to get together. We can yeah. start a league and uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> can, we can teach the parents <laughs> yeah. what they need to yeah. do with their kids. Yeah. Hey, folks, here's a project I think we should start immediately in this country. You folks that have teenagers, here's what you're going to do. Once a month, you're going to make that teenager watch a well-made, gory, heartbreaking, violent war movie to let them learn the sacrifices made for their spoiled little fucking asses. <laughs> and then you quit. I, that, that, I'm going to take that. Get away. That's no dumb woman. You slap that motherfucking phone right out of their hand. You put it in the fucking safe until they watch that movie. And then you quiz them on it. And another thing. Teach these fucking kids the word incentive. Look it up in a dictionary. Incentive. It is a thing that motivates and encourages someone to do something. And one more thing. Humiliate these fucking kids by letting them know. Tell them to their face that easy is for fucking pussies. Yeah, baby. There you go. And slap that phone out of their hands and put it in a safe. And yeah, make them do something to earn it back. Yeah. And even more importantly than that is for parents to have complete control of that device. If your kid is under 18, you're responsible for them, allegedly. Yeah. But you should have full access to that device. Maybe, maybe I'm being a little crazy here. Maybe by the time they're 17, they have a little more responsibility and can have a little bit of private time. But I think you need to be very careful, especially for the young teens. And you need to have access to the phone because you don't know what they're doing. You don't know who they're talking to. And it could be as simple as like, hey, I have to have your unlock. And every now and then, if your parents every now and then just took your phone for six hours, you know, you get home from school, whatever it is, and your parents get to sit there with your phone for the rest of the night and see what's coming in. I think that would be a, a good way to go. And I know people will be like, oh, that's horrible. How could you, how can the privacy? It's like, no, you don't get any privacy until you can pay well, for the phone yourself. There's a business opportunity, right? Something like, uh, you know, teen watchdog. Because nobody's, I mean, to me, like, I've never done that because I'm very fortunate. My, my kids are old souls. But um, to do that, I mean, I think there could be nothing could be more boring than combing through some kid's fucking phone for six hours looking for whatever you're looking for. But I could imagine some service 
just like one of these things, you know, that fix your computer. What is it called? Take the wheel or you know, those <laughs> things of my desktop, you know, you know what I'm talking right. about? Some guy in Bangalore combs a virus out of your computer, right? Same fucking thing. Take the kid's phone, plug it in here and let somebody else do all that shit. And then they email your report. Your kid visited this many porn sites. He's uh, buying uh, heroin in the dark web, whatever the fuck it is. Boom. Right. Yeah, just tell, you know, this is even better. Right? Just tell the kids some pervert gets your phone for six hours a month. So whatever's on there, you better be careful about. There you are. There you are. It's like, uh, see that. yeah, the, the whole, the whole spy business I'm sure is a, is a big one. And it's been around for the desktop and laptop. There've been programs for years and years, but the problem is the kids know more than the adults. So yeah. that becomes a really hard thing to do. And at some point you have to trust your kid. And I wasn't even saying that you would have to comb through the phone that because if they don't know when you're going to be taking the phone, it'll pop up. If somebody sends you a message, you know, on any of these social media, because they always leave those on for some reason. I mean, I hate notifications, but it's not like your kids. They're afraid of FOMO. We're going to miss a message. So I can't not I can't just wait until I go and load up Instagram the next time to see if somebody slid into my DMs, as they say. <laughs> so you would see that, you know, immediately mm-hmm. would pop up on the phone. You'd be like, well, who are you talking to? Uh-oh. Now, if the kids are smart enough and they have a hidden app that doesn't have notifications, then that's a little harder to police because there are apps that will look like, you know, it'll say flashlight on the phone and yeah. you don't, you know, you have to go into the flashlight app and hit something else for it to open up the messaging part of that. And those apps do exist. Mm. So for parents, I know I just made everybody scared now because if you think like, well, no, I know what my kids are doing. I look at their phone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Some criminals use that too and think, Hey, we can get away. People won't know what we're doing. Somebody always knows. Somebody always knows what we're doing. No, No secrets in internet land. No, no, that is absolutely true. And there never will be. And the sooner people can figure that one out, the better. And for parents, I mean, your kids, if you trust them, that's great. But still spot check at times. And it all depends. Usually you can note this. I know this is logic and expecting parents to be able to see a change in their child. That's also something to look for. And that would be the red flag. Like, hey, is something different? Little Jimmy or Cheney isn't acting the way they normally do. They seem like something's off. You know, maybe that's when you should pay a little more attention. But I digress. People are always like, ah, it's great that the guy with no kids is giving parenting advice. And I just say, you know what? (laughs) I'm a step outside of it. So I can be completely logical about it. And that's when people are too close to something all the time that's when you can miss something that's true the only thing i'll say is like i've said before the government is uh has got a different view on this than you do at least in california and neither one of my kids could have matriculated through even high school without a cell phone impossible which is crazy but that's the truth okay homework assignments this that text all that shit it's it's like hey it's no different than major league baseball you want to get in a fucking park? Show us your phone. Schools, are, at least in this state, are operating the same way, which is awful. But, you know, I'm in total agreement with you. It's, I think it's horrible, but that's how it's working, unfortunately. That's how they get to track you every minute of the day. Yeah. yeah. 
each and every day. Now, do we want to go to the other libido on AOC? We can oh, yeah, split these up. Yeah, sure. Let's let's do the other. Let's let's stay with Scott for a little bit. And a message for you, AOC. Ooh, I like this already. Yeah, you will. You got two things going for you. Now, some of my friends will disagree. Two things going for her. Would that be her boobs? Let's listen. But I find you very easy on the eyes. All right. I think you're a very (laughs) attractive, sexy looking young woman. I also hear that you make a hell of a martini. But when it comes to politics, you're as dumb as a bag of wet fucking sand. So get the fuck out of politics. Nobody likes you as a politician. Get back behind a bar. Put on a nice tight shirt. Whoops. God forbid. Oh, a man that God created said something sexual about a woman. But yet we can have drag queens teaching six-year-olds how to fucking dance. Get back behind the bar. I'll come by. I'll have a martini. I'll flirt with you. You don't have to flirt back with me. We'll talk bar talk. Old school bar talk. That's where you belong. Just saying. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I took some heat of that myself when, when she first sort of emerged on the scene and I had a post some. I think it was on Facebook. And there was somebody dug up a, a video of her on a rooftop doing some kind of a like wild, da- wild ass dance, you know. And she looked, she moved very well and she looked pretty damn good. And I said this and holy shit did I take heat, you know. Um, How dare you? Go. How dare I? But. You know, I, I agree with most of what Scott said. She, you know, she's a disaster as a politician, but they all are. You know, so at least, at least, I'll put it to you this way: if I got to hear leftist shit, I'd rather watch it coming out of her mouth than Chuck Schumer's. Right? Oh yeah, or <laughs> Diane Feinstein, or, or uh, Pelosi, yeah. or, uh, or or Schiff, or any of them. Yeah, I mean, at least at least she's she doesn't make you you know want to vomit on sight as the others do. But this is how quick things are moving with what you can say and what's acceptable. I find it just very bizarre. I mean, one, I don't want anybody to be completely vulgar to somebody else, but it's gotten to the point to where you're like, Hey, you look good today is taken as, Oh, that's a, that's, that's not even a microaggression. That's no. a, that's, that's violence as words as violence, Darren. Yeah. Except didn't we, we learned not too long. Like I was going to pull this too. I don't remember if it was for this show or one of my other shows that, it wasn't too long ago that when the Black Lives Matter riots were going on, there were Democrats that are like, well, no, if nobody is injured, there is no violence. Violence only occurs. Right. I remember that. If yeah. somebody is injured. But mm-hmm. then we talk about what happened on January 6th when they were breaking window. I'm like, what? No, that's oh. not violence. Because Joey is yeah. saying well, there was such violence that happened that yeah. day. It's like. You know, if they laid hands on a cop or something, okay, I'll give you the violence. But if they just broke windows and all that, that wasn't, that's not violence. The left taught us that wasn't violence. Yes. And words are changing quickly. And I only pop these things on and then read these articles for the cultural context because the overall reporting is drivel. But every now and then, and I saw one of these the other morning. Like, oh, uh, 10 sitcoms or television shows that haven't aged well. <laughs> that was very Keith Olbermann like. Uh-huh. That kind of kind of trying to get that That's, inner Keith going. This, we're showing the world. <laughs> and it was <laughs> like Frazier was one. 
Yeah. You know, because that was so problematic. Probably because there's a conservative guy at the helm. Maybe. But they talked about. Oh, I should drink with that guy, by the way. With Kelsey Grammer? Yes. Seems like a good guy. Well, it was very strange. There was a place up the road. There were two places up there, two couple of honky tonks uh, a few miles up the road from me when I first came to L.A. And um, I would see him up there and I and he was already a big deal. Um, I don't know if, if Frazier had begun or. Yeah, I guess it had. And I'd, I'd you know, we exchanged a couple of words, whatever. We Not like we were buddies, you know. But what was astonishing to me was he was sort of, uh, you know, um, chatting up, I, let's put it that way, you know, various uh, attractive women there. And I thought, this is so crazy. This guy's a, a very rich and famous TV star. Why aren't they sort of just draping themselves over him? And I used to think, and I couldn't quite, because he's not an ugly dude. He sounds great. He's very articulate. Um, but he wasn't getting much love. Um, from the ladies, considering his uh, his position and influence in life, I, I don't know why I said that. I don't know, but it's still a mystery, right? Well, it's the, you would think because that's the you know the stature of when you recognize somebody, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, if it was Danny DeVito, okay, right. I kind of get it. You know, he's kind of a fat dwarf, <laughs> all right. Um, but you know, that guy was he, was he was making a lot of dough, uh, very personable, famous dude, and you know, he was trying as hard as everybody else was. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that's not right. You should have the yeah. uh, white guy, rich guy privilege. Come on, exactly. Yeah. You're like you're making me feel bad because I thought it was just because I wasn't rich or successful. But you, yeah. mm-hmm. you're mis- just screwing the game up for everybody. Yeah. But the thing they didn't like with Frazier, you know, they gave like two paragraphs in all these shows, and one was, mm-hmm. well, when Niles was lusting after Daphne before they get together, a lot of that behavior was very problematic especially problematic. in the me too uh-huh problem oh that's that's been a, one of their words for the longest time and you know how i always keep track of this shit and i hate to diverse diverge but i i have to have you noticed the other new lefty word that you're hearing all the fucking time which one now agency agency they shoehorn, agency. They, you watch for it they shoehorn it in everywhere whether it's appropriate or not agency I'm sorry. Continue, please. Well, they always have to change the words. No question. Yes. Agency is the new darling word. Yeah. But it was that. And then the other thing was they, uh, they belittled Roz because she wanted to have a kid and she was a single mom, which I don't remember that at all. And then See, I never watched the show, but I believe what you're saying. It was like 11 seasons and it was, I thought really well written. And the other thing they went after was, homophobic humor and i'm thinking okay kelsey Grammer, straight guy but the guy that played his dad and i'm blanking on his name now and uh, the guy that played niles both were gay okay so out of the three main characters two were played by gay actors so if this was hateful gay humor i'd like to know what uh how this came about but this again comes down to the society we're at now is making fun of anything, having humor in anything, of course, is hateful. Yes. Rather than taking it, it's like nobody has a thick skin anymore. It's like everybody's taking a lot of things personally where I think I've left that behind a while ago. Mm. Like I did a show with a gene on Friday last week on the unrelenting show. Did he say something mean to you? No, even better. 
What do you do? Even better because the my computer blue screen that morning. I oh, went to shit. I know. I went to go try to change the RSS feed and it disappeared. So I had to like oh. read so everything had gone wrong. Holy shit. I know. So we started the show a little bit late and I and I I played it up a little bit for the show, no question about it. I played the bitching and moaning about oh everything that had gone wrong. Hmm. And we received a boostagram for that show from the one and only podfather Adam Curry. Wow. And the boostagram well there were two. This was the first one and the boostagram said something like, "Wow, Darren's really being a whiny bitch on this episode. (laughs) He's listening to you. Right. Cool. That was, see, that's what I took from this more than anything else. I was like, Hey, that's cool. Adam's listening. And I went and looked at the time code and I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, I had forgotten already by that point that how that show started out. And I'm like, Oh, well, exactly. I don't think, I don't think he was wrong at all, but some people you say that and they'd be like, Oh my God, they'd be hurt for life. For life. Maybe suing. I know. I'm thinking of putting it on another mug. I mean, I think that's something that wants to. I like that. You know what? That's a great mug idea. I'm a be a whiny bitch with the uh, the unrelenting boys. Yes, you go. Yeah, and then the other part was uh, see that was Gene. He then blamed Adam, which is probably why Adam listened to that episode because people were talking about this on No Agenda Social that Gene said Adam traumatized him because Gene used to have. I was talking about doing more exercise and I've got the recumbent bike that, you know, stays in my house and doesn't move. It's just a re- yeah. stationary recumbent bike. Mm. Well, I guess when uh, towards the time that Adam and Gene met in Austin, Gene had a recumbent bike that you would actually go drive out on the street. And I guess okay. Adam just terrorized him about being that lame for daring to go out on the street <laughs> and something like that. Yeah, so there's another boostergram from Adam about uh, Gene, and you'll have to tune into Unrelenting for that one because it was it was even meaner than the one sent to me, and I appreciate that. Good lord! Hmm. But see, this is where people don't understand humor because some of the other shows on the list were Scrubs, and oh, there's a lot of homophobic humor, which I thought it was funny because I I don't think this was in uh, the clip that I pulled of Joe Biden at his the dinner for the reporters this past uh, week but he oh, made yeah. a joke and i think it was about donald trump or something about having a mandate and he's like no 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 i'm straight and joey said that yeah and i thought he delivered the joke oh. well and it was kind of a funny joke but i'm thinking wait can you make fun of gay and straight now i thought this joey was can. Joey, joey gets can. dispensation from everything because he's joey joey can do anything john mahoney yes that was the guy that played the father of Frazier. Thank you, DigiGuru. He is a Chicago guy, was a legendary actor, passed away not too long ago. But it's like, who cares? Gay, straight, doesn't matter no, to me. That's so over. That's people caring about that is so far in the rearview mirror, you can't even see it anymore. Really? I mean, please. I know. People get a little bit wrapped up, but when you look at these shows that they say, the funny thing is, the shows that on this list of nine or 10, of the shows that haven't aged well, we're probably all on the list of shows that I would put on some of the best ever made. Well, that Larry show is over six years old. Did that make the list? It should have really, but it's still going on. So, I mean, yeah, right. I still have time to offend lots more people. Yes. I'm sure. Don't worry. I'm sure that Larry show is a problematic thing for a lot of, a lot of people. Yes. 
Studios. But let's pull the uh, let's hear what Joey had to say. We can start out. This is first. He mocks Fox News. And I have to say, again, I think he he missed his calling. Maybe he should have been a stand up comic. Hmm. It's great. The cable news networks are here tonight. MSNBC on by NBC. I want to do, I was thinking, I did a lot of Joey quotes in, in last week's show. And, you know, I'm always under the gun trying to get it out on time. And a, a, an aspect that I missed, and I wanted to do it, but I just didn't have time to do it, was, was reviewing every fucking thing he said, every slur in his speech, right? And if you listen to him speak, it's just, you know, it's like, what did Joey say? And between those, or the lip smacks. Yes. which I think he's trying to keep those dentures in place and listen to just play that back again and listen how he just slurs through the words. It's, it's fascinating. And for an Irish guy that doesn't drink, he knows how to slur. Oh, he doesn't drink. Is that a fact? That's what he says. I don't know if he does or not. Mm. Bill O'Reilly's another Irish guy who says he never drinks. So I don't know these Irish guys that don't drink. I don't trust them. MSNBC owned by NBC universal. <laughs> Fox News owned by Dominion Voting Systems. Who wrote that for him? Well, obviously not him. Of course. We know this is true. And I probably didn't go back far enough on that. I apologize. That's all right. Last year, your favorite Fox News reporters were able to attend because... It's like you have to have a translator. You do. They were fully vaccinated and boosted. This year, with that $787 million settlement, they're here because they couldn't say no to a free meal. And I like his little chuckle there. Like, he's really telling a funny joke. Yeah, I'm so funny. I would like to explain to the president that the people that work for Fox News, the reporters that are at the dinner, if they were there, are under contract and are getting the paid the same amount they were as the year before so your joke doesn't work let's see he wouldn't get that because joe, joe, joey's never had a real job darren so it did you know joey does not get economics no he's very confused and hell i'd call fox honest fair and truthful but then i could be sued for defamation i kind of thought that was funny i mean a cheap shot of course for the president going after a a news network but this shows well, you yeah well again in fact in, in point of fact joey never getting anything quite right he fucked the quote up because it's uh, it's fair and balanced, balanced. There's, right there's no honest in the quote and there's no truthful but what the fuck does he know you know and after he told that joke they cut to jean pierre what's her name you know corinne oh, jean pierre yeah. like oh yeah oh, yeah you get, get him tiger uh-huh <laughs> i'm like this is this has to be a very contentious work environment uh. But hey, this is the America we live in where they think uh, the conservative media is all lies and they want you to believe. And I think some of these folks believe that they're the ones that are telling the truth. And this then Joey went on and I just want to like set this one up a little bit and point out the the fact that Joey's talking about people doing things that incite violence while using the Hitler voice by using the Hitler, you know, I'm going, yes. you know, the Joey fiery yelling Hitler voice. voice. Yes. The fiery Hitler voice. That's what I call it. 
Because if you really were like, hey, we have to tamp down this rhetoric in the United States and we have to stop this violence, Mm. you would say it in that kind of a tone. Sure. Even though CSB thinks I'm always shouty, you would say it in that kind of a tone (laughs) rather than it's like it just seems so very weird to me. And this went right back to that first public speech that he had made with the red behind him and the very Mm. it's all very Nazi-esque, which is a little bit bizarre. But this is still at the White House Correspondents Dinner. Truth matters. As I said last year at this dinner, a poison is running through our democracy and parts of the extreme press. You know, Joey thinks the extreme press is Fox News, not MSNBC, CNN, NBC, ABC, which is part of the view and all of this. He thinks the extreme press is Fox News, which just it still it tickles me. Yeah. Truth. Notice. Stop. Notice how his tone has changed. Now it's almost like the conspiratorial whisper. Yes. Right? It's not like I'm a, I'm a tumbler in the Catskills delivering my lame ass uh, seven minute set before the, uh, the polka band comes out. Now it's everybody, everybody gather around. I'm going to tell you, tell you how it really is. Fuck you, Joey. I just had to say that. Yes. My mom yeah. who is in her mid eighties cannot yeah. stand whisper Joey. She's like, it's just oh, creepy. I love your mom. It's like, yeah, that's so creepy. Let me tell you. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Let me tell you yeah. what. Yeah. Not a joke. <laughs> Buried by lies and lies living on as truth. Lies told for profit and power. Oh, he is right. He is back in fiery Hitler mode. Wow. I know. Wow. And he, but listen to that. Uh, listen to that switch. Yeah. And he went what from. A, he is such a fraud. Delivering these two these two lines in a row where the one is so calm and then it's turned on and lies living on as truth. So calm. And then lies told for profit and power lies of conspiracy and malice repeated over and over again, designed to generate a cycle of anger, hate, and even violence. And see, I would point to the Democrats as doing exactly that. Generating hate and violence over and over with their rhetoric. But, you know, Joey thinks it's the other side. Which is why I think we really are down the rabbit hole and maybe too far down to even pull out of this. Because both sides firmly believe it's the other side doing this. Because I could play this quote for you. And if I would change the voice using some magical AI, write that CSB. But if I could make Joe Biden sound like Donald Trump, people would say, oh, yeah, because they would think he's talking about the Democrats and they would agree. And the Democrat people listening to Joe Biden say it are like, oh, yeah, it's about the Republicans. It's true. It's like it's true. You know, both sides believe it. So the words are true. It's uh, just a question of which side you're on. A cycle that emboldens history to be buried, books to be banned, children and families to be attacked by the state, and the rule of law. Children and families to be attacked by the state. Mm -hmm. Is he talking about Waco? I don't know. But again, I think both sides hear these words, and if they were in the right voice, 
they would believe them. And I don't know. I think Joey in this case is probably talking about those poor children who want to be trans, who want to cut their dicks off at nine years old. Oh, well, that's what this is. That would oh, be my guess. So the state is attacking them. Hmm. Yes. I want to see that. I want to see some uh, some video or some, some verification of that. Hmm. Did you see the uh, Twitter hmm. post by Paul Stanley of Kiss? No. This is interesting because it's a what very sad and fucked up world where the politicians are fucked in the head, but the rock stars are making sense. So what do you say? My thoughts on what I'm seeing. There is a big difference between teaching acceptance and normalizing and even encouraging precipitation in a lifestyle that confuses young children into questioning their sexual identification as though some sort of game. And then parents in some cases allow it. There are individuals who, as adults, may decide reassignment is their needed choice, but turning this into a game or parents normalizing it as some sort of natural alternative or believing that because a little boy likes to play dress up in his sister's clothes or a girl and her brothers, we should lead them steps further down a path that's far from the innocence of what they are doing. With many children who have no real sense of sexuality or sexual experiences caught up in the fun of using pronouns and saying what they identify as, some adults mistakenly confuse teaching acceptance with normalizing and encouraging a situation that has been a struggle for those truly affected and have turned it into a sad and dangerous fad. Again, from a rock and roll star. I'm really impressed. That guy's articulate. That was a very long tweet. That sounds more like more than 280 characters, but um, that's very impressive. And um, his, and let's uh, say a silent prayer for the the passing of his career because it's right. over as of this moment. You know that. <laughs> well, when you're partnered uh, up with Gene Simmons, who's been known to uh, ruffle a feather here, Gene can be a dick. Yes, yeah. he, but he's not afraid to say what he thinks. So I do. Yeah. While I don't agree with him all the time, I do appreciate the uh, yeah. the flat out just going to tell you what i want to say yeah but that's where i think joey was good for paul stanley again that says it exactly it's like kids have no idea to assume or even believe that as advanced that your child might be that they can make that kind of a decision at an age before 18 or even older than that I mean, there's a reason why they set the drinking age at 21, because if everybody was uh, rational and able to make good decisions, wouldn't the drinking age be a lot lower than 21? Well, it's really funny that you know, Joey, who may be he's certainly the most mendacious um, um, president of all time ever in the, in the history of America. I mean, no, nobody has ever put together the lies as he has for his entire career. Not just since he entered the White House, but, you know, 50 years ago when he what was he, a senator, 28 or something like that. He is a pathological liar. He cannot. It's impossible for him to tell the fucking truth. So for him to go off on this tangent about truth is just so laughable. Yes. But it's so Joey. Well, and to do it in the angry voice is just in the angry Hitler voice. Yeah. I mean, they tell him to do that because that's going to rile up his base because his base, you know, really at this point, um, the Marxist leftist thing, and I guess I'm going off on a tangent here myself, but the whole the whole trans thing, as as you know, Adam and John have uh, as limbed out, is 
as I've been saying for years, my, 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 my mantra is it's all Marxism. And this is, and the, the basis of it is the destruction of truth. You must destroy the truth. You must destroy traditions, history, and, you know, the, the latest to, to be sacrificed on the altar of, of, of lies are now kids. Yes. This, uh, this mutilation bullshit. And that's what they're doing. And it is nearly impossible in the information age to find truth, which you can make all sorts of jokes about that, but it's just kind of sad. Well, you can find it. You got to look for it. Uh, that Larry show, Random Thoughts, Planet Rage, No Agenda Social, a few and, other places. And if Joe Biden's saying it, it's probably not true. That's just, it's just not true. I, I think I just give it a hundred percent spray. And this seems like a very angry in the, the speech went on for like 22 minutes, but this seems like a very really? angry. Yes. Did 22 minutes of this shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which is he why I had to clip this. What did they jack into his arm before he got out there? Mm. I, you know, if it wasn't live and in person, I would have thought it was AI Joey being thrown yeah. out Yeah, because that would make sense. But this at the white house correspondence dinner, it's usually one night that is a fairly lighthearted. That's where the jokes I'll give Joey credit. Even if you take some swipes at your opponents, it's supposed to be a lighthearted joking kind of evening. And this does not sound like joking Joe. Oh no, 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 no. But you know, Joey does not go that far off script. So this had to be what was on the teleprompter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So there you go. And the rule of law and our rights and freedoms to be stripped away. And we're elected representatives of the people are expelled from state houses for standing for the people. Well, that's not what happened. Not what happened at all. And um, how about the, the, um, the, um, the citizens who were jailed for entering the state houses and some of them still rotting in the gulag in D.C., Joey? What about them? You're not going to mention that, is he? No. Not. When they, again, don't tell the truth, which is funny when this is all a big sentence and a big bit about truth dying. When you talk about what happened in Tennessee, where you had the legislature, a couple of the members break the policy, break the protocol and interrupt the proceedings. Right. That's why they were removed, not for standing up for the people. So be honest, Joey, but he can't. He can't. He can't. It's not in him. Well, and if the. People in the Democratic Party were honest right now. They would never win an election again. So true. I made clear that we know in our bones and you know it, too. Our democracy remains at risk. But I've also made it clear, as I've seen throughout my life, it's within our power. Each and every one of us to preserve our democracy. We can we must we will now i mean i'm tired of pointing out that we don't have a democracy <laughs> you know fuck it. it's so funny the theatrics of this fucking dick yeah Man, we, will. we must fuck off <laughs> it was good theater i'll give him that <laughs> no I mean, it's that's... terrible theater it's a fucking burlesque well, of right. a speech he sucks he's he thinks he's great he thinks he's good at this he's awful he's a fucking he's he's, he's not even pony league uh orator he sucks. Well, this is why, and you're well aware that there are some movies that are so horribly bad, they become classics in that. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I think that's where Joey's heading as a president. Yes. He's the plan nine of outer space. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So you're right there. If I actually did a lot of work with new 
graphics for the uh, album art for every show, that would be it. There you go. It would be Joey in one of those like really bad Buster Crab Flash Gordon kind of uh, yeah. spaceships, which is obviously made out of popsicle sticks and tinfoil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the wow. that's the length we go in order to uh, get some realism here. Now, you have a couple of Lindsay clips. You want to go with one of those? Sure. Um, you know, this thing, this thing with the RFK and ABC was just, uh, you know, an atrocity. And uh, I looked into it a little bit and I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, we could start with um, the one that says, uh, let's see, um, Lindsay, where is it? Oh, start with, this is the best, you know, because, you know, we're word freaks. Just hit, um, it's only like five seconds to save tomorrow. Davis reporting in from Teposlan, Mexico, as part of ABC's ongoing climate crisis coverage and the efforts to save tomorrow. <laughs> so what was our episode, what, one or two ago of, of helping for a better yesterday? Tomorrow, yes. We're hoping. Yeah, so now, so, yeah. so now it. you know, it's climate change and it's not climate change anymore. You heard us say climate crisis. Okay, it's climate crisis. And we're not saving the planet. We're saving tomorrow. I mean, they are good at changing those words up. Yeah. And it never. Saving saving tomorrow. What they say is going to happen never happens. No. But you have to make it for the children. We're trying to. And they keep. Make it for the children. They keep trying. And it's like, well, climate change was always a bad name. Because anybody that has studied the planet knows that long before the industrial revolution, the climate changed. It's always changing. It went from warm to cold to warm to cold. That's what happens. Climate crisis. Yes, it's a crisis. If something isn't done soon. I always like when they put the, you know, if we don't do this within five years, we're all going to die. And then the thing doesn't get done for five years. And you're like, well, why are we even trying anymore? Why? Because we passed the point. We were all going to die. Yeah. So this woman had an interview with, with, uh, with Bobby Kennedy, who is, he's a very interesting guy. He there's no, there's no question. And um, she probably, you know, she's probably somewhere, maybe on her Twitter profile or someplace. It's a, it's a pretty good guess that she uses the phrase as a journalist or lists herself <laughs> as a journalist. Um, but, you know, she probably doesn't realize that she's actually a teleprompter reading propagandist. She's not a journalist. Sorry, Lindsay, you're not a journalist. And this opening statement from her um, about before she proceeds to, uh, to interview um, Bobby probably says that. So just if you hit to ABC, Lindsay smears RFK, give this a listen. Earlier this week, President Biden announced that he'll seek the White House for a second term, but that's not stopping some challengers. And the latest entrant comes from political royalty. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. recently announced that he'll run against Biden and he may have some supporters on his side. A new Fox stop. News. Remember that word. He may, he may, he may have some supporters on his side. Okay, go. This poll shows some 19% of likely Democratic voters say that they'd like to see RFK Jr. win the nomination. <laughs> Wait, so he one might in five. He might have some, right? But some. One in five. Or the guy just announced you know, 19 seconds ago, and he's got one out of five are saying, yeah, we're with Bobby and fuck Biden. <laughs> that seems like a pretty quick jump. A pretty big jump, man, for somebody just out of the chocks. Holy shit. 
Bobby's on the move. ABC but doesn't. That's not know the way it. she paints it. Eh, he's right. He doesn't want to be because they don't know how to say they're. Oh, we we don't want to go against the White House because they're the ones exactly. giving us our talking points, and we need yes. to. Uh, right. We can't. Let's show downplay and diminish this challenger. Let's let's cut his tires before he even rolls down the road. That's what she's doing. So again, Lindsay, 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 Cookie, you're not a journalist. You're not. A junior is one of the biggest voices pushing anti-vaccine rhetoric, regularly distributing misinformation and disinformation about vaccines. Okay, wait, 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 so wait, there, wait, wait. Yeah. So there we go. So let's 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 slander him before he we even speak to him. He pushes misinformation vaccine uh, conspiracy theories so in other words this is about to go down but don't believe a fucking word this guy says because i've already uh poisoned the water hey Lindsay, can i did did i tell you again cupcake you're not a journalist you're a teleprompter reading propagandist get that through your head hey if i'm rfk i'm thinking dominion right here exactly yes yes because this this well, you've now, you know, if there is no proof that what he has said about vaccines are misinformation or disinformation, then this is an outright lie. Slander could cost him the president, uh, the presidency. Boom. So ABC might have to be paying out a lot of cash here. I don't think they've learned. Uh, yeah. And let's not, let's not forget, Bobby is not a career politician. What he is, is an attorney who has made a very good living for many decades suing people, okay? There was a massive fucking gas leak um, in uh, California and L.A., actually not too far from where I am, maybe 10, 12 miles away. Very nice homes of an area called Porter Ranch, right? And the utility, whatever the fuck happened, the, the pipe opened up. But those, those, I know a guy that lives up there. Overnight, his house went from worth, you know, seven figures to virtually nothing because because of this. Wow. And Bobby's representing this community against the gas company. And he's done this many times in many areas. And he's got a pretty good fucking track record of winning. So, yeah, you're right, Darren. Well, and yeah, a lawyer knows what you can and cannot say. Even if you're trying to sway somebody and you want to push them in a direction that may not be the truth, you know the legal definition of what would be lies, what would be misinformation and what would be opinion. Right. And for them to say that he regularly spreads mm-hmm. misinformation and disinformation. I don't know. I think ABC could have an issue here. If this is brought to the same kind of uh, yeah. microscope that the Fox Dominion thing was, mm-hmm. that would be fun. Yeah. Which scientific and medical experts overwhelmingly say are safe and effective based on rigorous scientific studies. Now, again, are this is she talking about the vaccines from COVID? Because if that's the case, then they're delusional, delusional, delusional. But I guess, you know, you got to keep saying it. I don't know. Got to keep just can keep repeating that big lie because that's uh, that's what's in the script. Mm-hmm. It is uh, kind of unbelievable for the it's amount of things is what it is. It's absolutely sickening. And the question again, like, do you, do you not know this? Do you, are you still knowingly now lying about this? Are you so stupid that you haven't uh, followed up on all of the information that has come out since, uh, do you still believe masks work to uh, magically make viruses stop at a piece of paper? I don't know. Right. Right. But we have one last clip from Lindsay. Now this, uh, Lindsay sensors, is there a setup? This is, this is the disclaimer. Okay. (laughs) 
where, and I suspect, you know, I don't know, does she write her own shit? Who knows? Um, it might be, it's possible this was written by ABC legal because she, she rattles through it like a typical radio advertisement disclaimer. You should, you know, oh, yeah. just listen to it. You know? Um, so give it a listen. I'll stop you where, where need be, but even it is uh, pretty bogus. So with all these, yeah, the disclaimers, they're, they're a pet yeah. peeve of mine as well. There's one that runs yes. regularly for a drug during the NASCAR races and the drug is called Renvoke. And Renvoke. Renvoke. Okay. And I forget what it's even for, but one of the lines is, you know, do not take if allergic to Renvoke. And it's like, wait, 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 how would you fucking know? <laughs> wait a minute. You're kidding. That's the line. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, how would you fucking know that you're allergic to a drug if you haven't taken it before? That's rich. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh, that just hurt my brain. It's not like if you're, you know what, it has uh, certain things in common with other drugs. Yeah. So if you are allergic to X, Y, and Z, don't take this. But it's, you know, if, if, do not take Renvoke. If allergic to Renvoke, it's like my brain explodes. Yeah. We should note that during our conversation, Kennedy made false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. Data shows that the COVID-19 vaccines prevented millions of hospitalizations and deaths from the disease. Stop. All- no data shows that. There is no data whatsoever that substantiates that claim. None. I would agree with that. Okay. He also made misleading claims about the relationship between vaccination and autism. Research shows Stop. that. Again, you know, you look at the charts on that and something's changed with the incredible increase in that. And nobody's been able to disprove that it's vaccines either. It's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very, it's a strong possible possibility of a theory. Okay. And it has not been disproved. Lindsay, sorry. Vaccines and the ingredients used for the vaccines do not cause autism, including multiple studies involving more than a million children and major medical associations like the American Academy of Pediatrics and the advocacy group Autism Speaks. We've used our editorial judgment in not including extended portions of that exchange in our interview. Uh, oh, so okay, we, we, so listen we to silenced that. this guy. Yeah, we've used our editorial judgment, our editorial. No, the only thing you have the right to judge or to censor is if Bobby went off with with four letter words. Okay, then you got a right to because that's against FCC regulations. You got a right to believe him. But he's a he's a bona fide, legitimate presidential candidate, and he has a right to be heard. And listen to again this, the, the completely underhanded way in which she phrased this. She said, we didn't edit, we didn't, we didn't clip, we didn't censor. We, we, did, we chose not to include. Judgment and she, not including extended portions yeah, of yeah, that yeah. exchange in our yeah. interview. We thank yeah, Mr. Not Kennedy for the conversation. Yeah. Now, Yo, I thank you for nothing, Lindsay. What I never get is their viewpoint is this guy is a nut job because of his stances on X, Y, and Z vaccines and whatever else. But it was so dangerous to let him say those things in us, expose his insanity so you could hear it for yourself. We decided. We'll just tell you he's insane, but not let you hear his words. That's very dangerous when the news media does that. Very dangerous. And if there was a scintilla of honesty within that disclaimer, it would have also said, oh, and by the way, dear viewer, listener, um, you should be aware that something north of 30% of our revenues are derived from pharmaceutical companies. So we might have a reason for feeling the way we do. Exactly. Well, and this. 
is where as a journalist, and we kind of have done this on this show before, you play the clip. So you play the clip of whatever RFK said, and then you refute it. You show the evidence which exactly. shows why right. he's wrong. Right. You not don't anymore. just not That's what a journalist it. would do. Yes. That's what a journalist would do. But again, is she? Probably not. I don't know if anybody at ABC is because, again, right. let's understand that is ABC News. A lot of people don't realize because they look at it as it is just a uh, a stupid little entertainment talk show. But The View is an ABC News product. It is not ABC yeah. proper. It is ABC News. That's right. And you see what kind of hate they throw out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just kind of... Uh, yeah. And juvenile kindergarten crap, like singing the na na song when they realize it, the truckers yes. uh, canned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, grow up, you bags. It's like, what the hell happened to these people that, uh, you know, taking the pleasure? And I know both sides have done it because people like Candace Owens have done it when other people have gotten fired or whatever. And it's like, this is going to burn your ass at some point. Yep. Because it goes both ways. You know, civility should be there. Uh, but no, that's uh, that's not where we are. And this clip, I mean, we can probably just play a part of this because it's like a five minute thing. But I pull this one out, mm-hmm. which uh, is Glenn Beck from two years ago, which just went viral because it just shows you that uh, two years, nothing's really changed. And I think I just have to say it like this. I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I am worn out. I am fed up. I've had enough. I am tired of exposing corruption, doing our homework, finding, going overseas and having documents translated to make sure they're exactly right, presenting the evidence. We know what's happening, except then once we expose it, nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a damn thing anymore. Nothing. If you and I did half the things that people in Washington do every day, you and I would go to prison. Clinton got away with it. Even the left knew that the Clinton Foundation was dirty. They sold uranium to our biggest enemy, Russia. Nothing. No. She can take confidential top secret emails and put them on her server at her home something you and i would go to prison for we would be in prison for the rest of our lives not a big deal benghazi no not only did we show you that we were gun running to a group in syria that became isis that's what we were doing in benghazi not only that just the killing of a U.S. ambassador, and might I point out on Veterans Day, we abandon our troops. Did anything happen? Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Nothing. Nothing. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of of actually being open and saying, okay, well, let's look into the spying on this presidential candidate. That's a pretty hefty charge. Were they doing it? And then finding out, yes, they were, and nothing happens. <laughs> he was colluding with Russia. My gosh, 
That should be the biggest scandal of all time if that were true. If it wasn't true and it was started and evidence, paperwork even showed that they knew all the way to the White House. You'd think that would be even a bigger story. Lying to the FISA courts, nothing. Creating an enemies list, nothing. Using our own intelligence agencies to assist in this operation. Spending millions of dollars on a claim they knew that wasn't true. The collusion on Russia, they knew it before the president was ever elected. So, I mean, I think that pretty much shows where we still are with the news media. Where we are as... With the not only the news media, but the legal system, which is all this stuff happens and nobody pays. But this is this is trickling down, I guess, now to hit somebody in the street with a brick. You don't pay. Go into your local store and take whatever you want. There's no repercussion. Shoot people. No big deal. Yep. There's no answer to this either. That's the well. The only answer is a national divorce, and how that would work, I have no idea. I yes. really don't. But th- there's no election is going to fix this because look what happened last time. I mean, from the moment Trump got in, he was doomed. They cock blocked him at every at every um, juncture. They did everything in their power to derail him. I mean, it's 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 you know they have completely taken over the levers of power. And when you get absolute power, it corrupts absolutely. And this is unfixable. You've got all the alphabet agencies, which are not elected. You know, um, it's all it's basically nepotism, whether it's families or not, the way they work. It's over. It's over. There's no fixing this other than separation. Right. Because there's just too, you're too far down. I know I've said the term before, but too far down the rabbit hole at this point where there's, there's not an easy fix. There's not a simple answer. It's not. Well, we can point to one thing. It's like, no, there's there's a big, big problem. Yeah. And as I said, with the Biden speech, if you were to take that speech and change that into the voice of Donald Trump, I bet you you'd have a lot of people saying, oh, I agree with what he's saying, because both sides are equally now ready to go after the other side. There's radicals on both sides. and. For those of us that uh, you just want to live and do your thing, if you think you can stay out of politics, it's too late for that as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. People need to pay attention. It's hilarious to me that everybody carries around a little device that lets them get news or information 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But I bet you we are at a time now where people have a much lesser understanding of the world around them than we did 20, 30, 50 years ago. I said, that's, that's correct. Yeah. But that is why people should be listening to planet rage. Damn right. To that Larry show to random thoughts and shows that will help you open your mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that what we try to do? Help people open their mind? I think so. Yeah. Open your mind and then your wallets. That's a value for value proposition. <laughs> yeah. And we do have a few people to thank for today. And I got to uh, scroll down here just because our buddy Murray N. He came in twice with 50,000 Satoshis, which I know Whoa. doesn't even sound like real money. And he was also complaining. He's like, you got to get the Larry man on. God, I got to do that. Yeah. The Satoshis because he wants to 
support your show and he doesn't want to go through Patreon and he doesn't trust the fuckers at the United States post office. And neither do I, I get it. You know, all right, I got to get that done. We can help you out with that. But I had some records that go from Elgin, Illinois, which is like an hour from here or mail last Monday. And they haven't moved besides getting to the post office last Monday. Like that's, I've had stuff come from all over the country this week, but for some reason, Illinois is, uh, Mm. is an issue, but I was surprised. I was like, Murray, you're like the number one guy today because you know, that's the Satoshis are getting their, they're worth more, I guess. But he sent a message with the one which just said, great show guys. We can still say guys. Can't we? Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Murray. We can at least here on uh, planet rage. And Amy Mullen coming in with $25 over on the PayPal's no note or anything. We appreciate that. Thank you, Amy. Our buddy, sir, truck driver, who's always listening and keeping Uh, the shiny side up. Those truckers, truck driving men to the best. And the truck driving women do not forget. That's true. You know, and I got to say, there's so many when, when I'm out on the road, man, it's amazing how many ladies are at the wheel these days. And that's cool. Well, it's easier to uh, handle those now with all of the, you know, power steering and all of that. Soon they'll have computers doing that right now. Sir truck drivers like, don't you say that? Well, the, the actual, you know, the other people, the other part of that job that so many people tend to uh, forget about is, uh, you know, what, what happens behind that tractor and, you know, the, 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 the gear and the tie downs and the uh, distributing the weight inside that uh, trailer and so forth. That's, Yes, it's got to be. That's some backbreaking work, and you really got to know what you're doing. And that hasn't been automated. No. So um, there's there's no power, whatever. You know, they don't put. I put it this way: they don't put forklifts inside the trailers. Maybe they will someday, but uh, that's not easy. Yes, so, you're not just hopping up. in and driving. There's a lot no, more. No, 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 no. And then the worst part is the driving because you're with the other assholes on the road. Yes. yes. And every time I see like a little subcompact cut in front of a semi doing like oh, 70 miles an hour on the expressway. Oh, it's sickening. I know it's, sickening. it's like, wow, they should just ram you right off the road because that's, yeah. that should be the self-cleaning system. Be, <laughs> be more careful out there, everybody really. But Please. then our buddy comic strip blogger came in with his boostergram of 15,033 Satoshis, which is worth about four twenty four today. So I think that means right. Bitcoin is stable over the last week. And of course, he wants you to read it. You know, I remember I did it last week. Oh, they were not happy that I read the boostergram. Really? They they think and you didn't even sound like shouty Darren last week. I know. I tried to go into you a were, whole. You new... almost whispered Joey. No. You yes, I was. I was trying to be uh, way <laughs> more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, to AI dot cooking. Not a joke. Not a joke. You think I'm kidding, but I'm not. That's what Joey always used. You think that was that was. I'll way too many times just from scanning the audio for the, the, uh, the dinner there with all the correspondence was, Oh, you think I'm kidding? You know, Jets, another one of Joey's famous lines. Like you think I'm lying, but I'm not right. Right. No, Joe, we always, we know you're lying. We know you're always lying. So don't even bother. Yeah. But now here is a, uh, a Larry Blydner cold read of a AI dot cooking advertisement paid for. This is quite a, uh, this is quite some wordsmithing here. It's almost Shakespearean. Oh, Larry. Oh, Darren. Lament no more. The savior of all future generations is alive and well within the living. Take courage. 
that the precipice of artificial sentence sentience is upon our horizon. All the fragilities of cruel mankind are about to be betest by automation. Within the bloated, globular mess of succulent souls is our very own Gitmo nation, and it will be us who will seize this century. Whatever develops, the fortnightly podcast show A.I.Cooking will have your back. Yo, CSB and Gwiff. You know, I'm wondering, does, uh, does AI.Cooking, I haven't listened to it. Do they take uh, booster grams and ads, everybody? Because I'm thinking I may want to volley back. And uh, just, I think we should. <laughs> yes. Just teach Gwiff a lesson. <laughs> That's right, Gwiff. We're coming for you. <laughs> we are coming That's for you. Uh, Baroness Love and Light Baronetus. No, it says Baroness. So there's two different titles. I always get I mean, They may be. What's they, the difference between a Baronet? I've not known that I've even heard the Baronetus. What is that? A baronetus on the no agenda scale is a little bit lower because that's like a baroness. Uh, and then you go to baron. So then that would be baroness. But it, I believe she is a baroness on the no agenda. Uh, uh, whatever they call. What do you call that? The peerage. Uh, yes, the peerage. Thank you. You're welcome. And she came in with a boostagram. A couple of them looks like 333 and 100 and just says, I am a woman. I don't want to be canceled. Ray John. <laughs> thank you baroness see some people had uh didn't think we had any women listening to this show we do and i'm so grateful for those who do it I, really it's such a kick to me it really is and uh head loon boosted 333 with the link to it the article referenced about the electric vehicle range oh yeah we were talking about that yeah because thank you know you want to travel the country there's no better way to go than in an electric vehicle <laughs> no more convenient way no I saw they were starting some new train line with oh, really? Chicago at its base, but going from Mexico and then into Canada. I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Like we mm. can get some international travel, just dump on the trains, but I'm not sure. I really think the trains, I mean, they would be more comfortable than a plane, but I don't know. Yeah. I see too many of them uh, having bad toxic spills, jumping off the tracks and all that true and then you're stuck in them for such a long time so i don't know yes and our buddy dale jr coming in with twenty thousand sats uh, last time we had a dale jr i'm like who oh, is it that dale jr he says sorry no not that dale jr <laughs> i'm well, older so dale. he's the copycat and i do defer to his abilities happy to find another listen that is sick of the modern day insanity and yes that for two guys yeah. in our 50s i guess yes this is we are fed up with the crap that modern day is bringing a lot of that with the internet and the social media and the way people interact with each other, which the, the lack of the personal interaction I think is going to doom the United States as a society where people can't have a conversation when, you know, just yeah. bumping into somebody. Mm hmm. Uh, and then lavish came in late right at the end of the show with one, two, three, four, five last time and just said late boost. And I actually wrote that down. So I'm very proud to, uh, I remember to write that down. Thank you. Lavish. He's on that show with Boobery, the Mothman of the Miniocalypse. And then, uh, we just got a boost from sir net net. I see that in the oh. troll room, 77, 77, 77, 77. That's a lot of sevens. Love those sevens saying, 
you guys are 50. Damn, you are old. I, I think you're older than yeah. that, Ned. I believe. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, he certainly acts older. And in Detroit, it's kind of like dog years. You would have, you know, dogs have their own thing. Detroit, yeah. there's like Detroit years. So if you're like 20 in Detroit, that's like 50 outside of Detroit. It ages you, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. But if you want to help us keep the lights on, and support the show you can go over to planetrage.show slash donate all of the information is there you can go the paypal route you can go the crypto route if you prefer you can go the snail mail route it's all easily laid out for you there and we appreciate no matter which way you come in and i i get it i've heard from a few people that have been like you know hey i'm cutting back on stuff because you know the economy it's like well i get it we do indeed for those folks, I always recommend then just tell a friend or, you know, a hundred about the show. Tell a hundred. Yeah. Let's do, do something to promote it. If you just happen, you know, if you know somebody that works at a Kinko's or something, print up stickers, give them out, tell people about the show, put up, you know, like those little Biden stickers at the gas pump, you know, just put up a little Planet Rage sticker. That'd be fun, too. Mm-hmm. Until authorities all over the place are like, you guys are vandalizing the whole country. No, we're not. I don't know anything about that. So we're going to claim we know nothing about it. If you vandalize nothing. with Sergeant Schultz. Yes. Know nothing. Oh, I love that show. Hogan's heroes. <laughs> oh, you want to see a great movie? Watch. Uh, what was it called? Uh, fast. No, um, fast forward. It was, it was, a, it was a, a command on old VCRs about the whole, the Bob Crane murder. It was really lurid. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. It, no, was, I, it was, I didn't see the movie, but I've heard the story. Oh, see that, that movie. Uh, it was Greg Kinnear and um, Willem Dafoe. Uh, and holy shit, it's, it's, a, it's an excellent movie. Um, was it called Fast Forward or Freeze Frame? Something like that. One of those, you know, a, a VCR command button. Right. And it's, it's good. Well, yeah. yeah, because he seemed to be one of the first that did the uh, capturing of the intimate moments. Uh, yeah, he was out there, that guy, big time. That'll get you in trouble. Although now this is... The reality is this is what everybody does on their phones. Well, it can make you a billionaire. Look at the Kardashian chick. True. So, I mean, if you look like me, it's going to make you a little less unless people are paying not to see you. But Mm. that I would take that money as well. Yeah. But at least on this episode, I wasn't a whiny little bitch. As as (laughs) Adam Curry called me. That's really funny. I I think that's an absolute, that's a coffee mug uh, proclamation, Darren. You got to do that. We should do that for, actually, we should probably make those up for unrelenting with Mm. the, what he said about me and then what he said about Gene and see which mug outsells the other one. That could be fun. Yes. We got to do something like that for, you know, on the uh, Planet Rage side as well, because people seem to like, I finally sent out the mugs that I made up for the rock and roll pre show and people seem to dig those. Mm-hmm. And at least gives people something like, hey, I'm donating a hundred bucks and I'm getting something back when it comes to the mugs. Or if you live in the United States, that's somewhere between 20 and 25 bucks for me to buy a mug and then mm-hmm. ship it back out. Oddly enough, I sent out a mug to like basically next door in Indiana right? on the same day that I sent one to Alaska. And which one do you think got there first? Oh, you gave it away. Of course, it went north. I know. North to Alaska got there first. So, again, this is why I don't really believe the uh, post office knows what they're doing. But I think a little incentivizing, as we talked about, incentivizing is important. 
a little incentivizing yeah. to get people to donate when they can get something out on the other end that is a physical object. It doesn't make any sense because you still know that you're paying more than you would for the mug, but it's the only way you can get the mug. So you're, it's at least a feel good coming yeah. on the other side. Like for that Larry show, you give like the PDFs of your books and you got other stuff that are the promos that if you get to oh, the higher the level stickers, the key fobs, we still got a couple of those left. Um, I just checked my inventory and uh, there's a few, few months. So I got to, I got to plug them again and move those out and maybe get some new merch. Yeah. We need to take over the merch world and uh, everybody go to that Larry show.com. Thank you. And get all of that information. Do you know what's coming up? I have no idea on random thoughts this week as usual. I do not. But uh, last week's, if you haven't heard it yet, you'll love the title. It's what makes Joey stagger. There was some another great album art as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, give it a listen if you haven't heard it yet. And th- that way you can get your whole week's worth of entertainment as you wait for another edition of Planet Rage, another excursion. Tell your friends we do these shows live on Mondays at 1 p.m. Yeah. Central. And then you and get you your got random thoughts this week. I never know. It's, it's always literally know. random. My mom's always asking me to now, now that she listens, like, what are you going to do the show about? I'm like, I don't know until I put the microphone on. You finally got mom listening almost 300 episodes in. And finally, <laughs> well, it was job. one of those things of, well, what's, what's a podcast. And yeah, uh, I hear you. Yeah. And it's amazing from all the stuff that, you know, I will bitch and moan about that's so hard about podcasting 2.0, mm. getting my mom to understand like, well, opening the app and finding the show and then pressing play, even that getting people into podcasting 1.0, even that can be hard. It is hard. You know what I do with people that are not sort of uh, fluent in uh, this jazz is I tell them just, just tell Alexa or Google to play that Larry show podcast. Now I can't imagine you making that same suggestion to someone saying, tell them play that play random thoughts, right? Where, where might that land them? I, that I is think. again one of the worst <laughs> names of a podcast ever and the talking tubes they finally and i'll have to test them again because it was a long time where it just wouldn't understand yeah. and i believe the amazon device actually beat the google device no shit where but you have to when you ask for it you have to be like device play the r-a-n-d-u-m-b thoughts podcast okay and it will figure out that you're spelling and then oh i get it it doesn't because otherwise there are shows called random thoughts yes so this is why if you're a brand new podcaster you want something very unique like that larry show but how would that work for behind the schemes what do you tell them that's behind it's s-c-h-e backwards e-m backwards e (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how do, yes how do you how do you explain that to alexa or google it doesn't work that's also the problem <laughs> this is why guys like uh our buddy chris over at the abs in a six-pack show that's a toughie too love that, that show do you know and chris one of my favorite domains he has for that show is shitmyass.com. i've seen that yeah yeah and yeah. sadly that's way easier to remember than a b Yes, and you know, and you know, and six pack. It's like no, it's it's way easier, way easier. Yes, but Boobery was just like me coming up with a name for behind the squeams that is just hard for people to figure out. 
we like to kid that it's just a bar. You have to be smart to find the show because it's not easy. <laughs> That's the first test. If you can't figure it out, we don't want you listening. There you go. It's an exclusive club. Yes. It keeps okay. the donations down. Sure. But it's an exclusive bunch. Yeah. Once you find it. And, uh, DigiGuru says the movie of Bob Crane is called Autofocus, perhaps. Thank you. Thank you, DigiGuru. I knew it was something like a, so it wasn't a command. It was a lens command. Autofocus. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's a lot of, it's creepy and weird, but fun. Yeah. And then go watch the whole Hogan's Heroes, which looks fantastic. That was the biggest thing for me. And we may have mentioned that before, but the biggest thing for me watching Hogan's Heroes now which i watched probably a year or two ago under when covid was around that was one of the things i watched and the quality of the print and the quality of the show you would swear it was just recorded it's not faded at all it is not and it's widescreen as well which is very odd is it really yes oh, shit Huh. because they recorded on film. So I'm guessing it was just right. then made right. into the, you know, four by three for television, but the original film mm. still exists and it looks beautiful, yeah. which, you know, that just means it was done right in the first place. Yeah. Like a quality episode of planet rage. That's right. <laughs> so join us again next Please week. Do. And uh, we're sure that you will enjoy the guided tour. Until then, for the one and only Larry Blydner, I am Darren O'Neill. Later, everybody. See you. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. But at least on this episode, I wasn't a whiny little bitch. <laughs>